0: Prior to the Great Alaska Earthquake, when Alaska was for Alaskans, the land along the shore of Turnigan Arm was as much as 8 feet higher than it is now. The earthquake slipped the Earth's crust, allowing the land at the mouth of 20-mile river to sink. Before the earthquake, I fished the area many times a season. A one-hour drive from Anchorage would put me on the creek. 10 minutes to slip the boat from its trailer and load up our gear and another 15 minutes of river travel put us at an excellent silver fishing hole at the junction of 20 mile and its first clear water tributary. Max Marquis and I arrived at the fishing hole in the early evening. As we piled into the tributary and slid the boat up on the beach, we discovered the water was boiling with migrating silver salmon. It was an evening when we almost had to bait our hook from behind a tree to keep the fish off until we could cast. In our exuberance, we forgot the time and fished until it was dark. Wanting to stay over and catch the morning's first fishing, we justified staying by making the excuse that we didn't want to go on the river at night. We pulled the 12-foot boat up on the beach, propped it on its side for a lean-to, built a fire in front, and cooked a fresh-caught silver for dinner. Using spruce boughs for a bed, we slept until it was light. With the first light of morning, we noticed that the water in the stream had come up during the night. We paid it little attention and went about fishing. Finally, running out of time, we left the stream so we could return home in time for work. When we arrived back at our car, we discovered that it had been flooded by the tide. We learned that the year's highest tide had occurred that night. Fortunately, water did not get into the gas tank, but the engine and seats had been covered. Portage, a little town in those days, had a couple of service stations where we were able to get kerosene and oil. We drained the crankcase and flushed it out with kerosene, then filled it with oil. The engine started up and we let it run for a few minutes. We then reflushed it with kerosene and refilled the crankcase with oil. And sitting on wet seats, we returned to Anchorage. Immediately on our return, the car was taken to a service station and given the full treatment. It was run through the car wash several times. It seemed to run all right, and except for a foul interior smell, it appeared that we had escaped with only a minor expense and a little inconvenience. With the coming of winter, we soon learned we were mistaken. At the first day of freezing weather, we found that the water had gotten into many places and it remained even after service. Things that were supposed to slide didn't. Windows wouldn't roll up or down. The transmission wouldn't shift. The interior fogged up and then froze, restricting our vision. Towards summer, when it seemed that all was well and we were now past any crisis, inconvenience turned to tragedy. First, the U-joints broke. Then door handle windows refused to work, and finally the front wheels fell off. Upon careful examination, we discovered that almost everything covered by the saltwater of Turnigan Arm was rusted away or corroded beyond use or repair. We had to junk the car. I've only been back up 20 miles once since the earthquake. The gravel beaches we fished from and camped on are now covered with mud. Because the land has lowered, the beach is now tide affected. No longer can Max and I siwash it on 20-mile and fish all night for silvers, even if we remember to keep our car above the tide line.
1: When you go outdoors, take a young person with you and teach them by your example what it means to be a sportsman. Behind the wheel or in the boat or on the road or in the lake, take the high trail and practice Essex of Fair Chase. Goodbye and good luck. May God bless you in the land of the midnight sun and may your days be happy and long in Alaska's outdoors.